Hey, we're fucking back. Welcome to the new season, whatever you want to call it, of Submission Squad Presents Dollar Menu Mid-Carters. I've moved back from California. We have driven back. And if you're not a member of our Patreon, go ahead and subscribe at... Patreon.com slash AnarchySTL. So what was that, like three hours of extra content we figured it out? An hour each day, yeah, when we were on the road. Uh, Would have been more, but we didn't anticipate hitting as much dead area. Yeah, and uh, quite frankly, we slept through a lot of it. Both of us did. <laughs> oh. Yeah, both of us did. Yeah. Um, but no, we're back. We're um, It's the second day after the show, and surprisingly, it's up on independentwrestling.tv. Yep, we're about to take it in. So what we're going to do here is we're going to watch a match, then we're going to talk about it on here. That's fucking dogs. Cinnamon has uh, joined the recording. Um, I missed you, Cinnamon, our co-host. Um, Shut up, Gary. So we're going to talk about the lead-up. You know, and then yeah. we'll start watching the show. So this might be a longer podcast. I imagine we're going to have more in-depth to talk about since we're going to actually get to watch it. Yeah. And I can talk about my match. Oh, fuck. <laughs> talk about All right. Pants. Originally, yep. you weren't even booked. I know. That's, that, so, yeah. That's something we can talk there's about There's plenty to talk about with this. So we'll uh, go ahead and... Like, so So Monday, we wake up. Yeah. And you have a Vox. Well, I have a Vox and I have a text. I see the text first. It's from Strider. Worded in a way where he's like, yo, brother, sent you a box. Check it out. Tell me what you think. So I was, yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh. I didn't, you didn't tell yeah, me that yeah. part. So like, oh. Tell me what you think, man. So I'm like, oh, well, he must have uh, must have an idea or something to run by me. Because that's usually what that means. And uh, I checked the box, and it's certainly not that. It's The idea is that he's canceling. <laughs> Did you box back? Don't really like that idea. Maybe we go in a different direction. Uh, he has, uh, you know... Strider's got a shoot job. I'm not going to get into the details of it all because I, he, he may not want that. But he got a good opportunity that forced him to have to back out. Man has a family. Yeah. He, I mean, obviously, we don't hold that against him. He's actually a boom mic holder for porn companies. Brazzers. Yeah. yeah that's not what he does. Strider's but, a brazzer. <laughs> Strider's but, uh, brazen. But brazzer. So, what, so what was the deal with that? So the decision I made with that was to take shark bait. Out of the four-way, put him against Beef. I scoured for talent, couldn't find nobody. Emailed about everybody I've ever met in the business. They were all unavailable. I even went to some untrained guys, offered to train them during yeah. the day of the show. Yeah. They didn't want to do it. And so then I I asked you if you'd do it, hoping. You rolled over, looked at me dead in the <laughs> eyes, and said, you're on. I hit your knee with a hammer, yeah. trying to injure you so you couldn't take the booking, but somehow you, you said you could still go, yeah. and we went with you. So that was Monday. Yeah. So we drive our, well, I think we did, what, 13 hours 14. Monday, something like that. Yeah. We stop, go to bed, wake up Tuesday morning to another one. That one was from Mitchell, saying that he... Uh, same, pretty much same thing with Strider. Shoot, shoot job shit. Couldn't make it. So then I went ahead and went with Kurt. You know, Kurt lives in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had talked to Kurt about doing November. Um, so I went ahead and booked him as a replacement to do him and Chip Day. Which was quite the fuck. But we'll, we'll get yeah, to that. We'll get to that. We do. didn't use that right. Uh, well, I don't it banged dicks. All right, like that's what it's. Now we got to delete all of this. This is three minutes. We're never going to get back. Um, so yeah, we're going to go watch the show, and after oh, each match, we're not going to talk about the day of or nothing. No, I figure we do that at the end. Well, no, we, it's a it's a stream lead up. Oh, okay. They follow the whole thing. Gary, you're awfully talking for somebody who's not actually on this fucking podcast. <laughs> 
Submission <laughs> Squad yeah. presents There's Dollar no, Menu There is no Submission Squad. We're sitting right We're here. We're the Dollar Menu Mid-Carters. Yeah, you're We're the, the Submission Squad. Yeah. I'm Vegas late, so that's yeah. on Paul. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's supposed to have been on every podcast. Yeah, he'll always, be here. Just always Dorian spill milk. Yeah, yeah he's he going to be able it. to make it. Um, so, nothing crazy during the build-up. Well, I guess... We, I mean, uh, ticket sales actually got a pretty substantial well, yeah, increase that so, week. So, we can talk about that. Um well, the first, the first thing that sucked is, like, we had to rebook Dickinson's travel because of uh, Bloodsport. When we had confirmed the booking, Bloodsport wasn't a thing yet. Becomes a thing. He's booked on it, obviously. So his travel needed to be rearranged. That cost us a few uh, Benjamins. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fair amount more money than we cared to. <laughs> but, you know, you do that when you have to to get a guy like Dickinson in. That would later pay off in a huge way because he, he was incredible. Yeah, um, super chill dude. We've known him from beyond for years. I wouldn't say we're friends, but I'd say we're cool with each other. You know what I mean? I'd say we're friends now. Yeah, all right, I'd give you that. Um, he gave us a huge secret. <laughs> um, what else happened? So we had to do that, and then, yeah, honestly, September 4th, I, I remember the date because I had to go down to DeSoto, watch the, some ki- watch the kids, mm-hmm. and our pre-sale was... Was not good. Well, because you had made a mistake thinking that all the pre-sale was tickets. Yeah, so, some of them so were. now you, uh, if you go to NOV 8, 8 or 8, I'll have to look. You should probably can, figure can that you, out. Can you look on your phone? I just tweeted I it. I can't. Uh, we're oh, using yeah, we're my on, phone to record. I can look at mine. Uh, I'll drop the link later. Um, so if you go to the ticket link, which I'll be pulling up as I speak here, um, you can get tickets to the pre-event party now. It's uh, NOV 8th. At b or dot bpt dot me n o v eight t h dot bpt dot me. So if you go to that to get your tickets, you can now get pre-party tickets, and we had that for September too. Well, I kind I kind of forgot about that. So when I seen total sales, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh shit, cool, we're on the same pace we were at in July. But I didn't take into account that like sixteen of those tickets were pre-event party tickets, so that lopped off sixteen tickets. And I remember uh, September 4th, we were at 74 pre-sale. And I was like, fuck, we're going to have a down crowd. Yeah. Because even if we have our usual 100-plus walk-up, you're looking at 174 people, that ain't going to work. So, uh, that yeah, it was getting a little crazy. But I think by the time we left to do the trip, we were at like 83. I think, yeah, we were exactly at 83. And by the time we got home, we were at like 102. So I was like, well, that ain't bad. I mean, that's getting there now. Mm-hmm. If we do our walk-up, we'll be over 200. I can live with that. But then, again, we had a huge jump, like the Thursday, or the like Wednesday night and the Thursday and the Friday. I think by the time we opened doors, we were at 140. We had about a 130-person walk-up. So we were, we were at about 270 tickets sold. You take in everyone that was in there for free, like staff that helped set the ring up but didn't like be in the locker room like we, we were probably Which we appreciate that because you motherfuckers get in my way personally <laughs> you get in uh, Evan's personal space I uh, got a bubble I hate doing that in a way but it, like to be honest like it's because the locker room in there is so small so well, it's it, broken into two spots and those are still full right and, anyway. and if we end up letting everybody back there I mean we're, you're gonna be what is it called elbows to asses they elbows say. to asses there it is we just also like to pad the fucking audience, make it low. Right. We have to pay these kids like upwards of 20 to 30 bucks just to cheer for certain people. You. Me. <laughs> uh, 
So, you know, so by the time we get to the show, I'm pretty happy with the pre-sale. Actually, I'm really happy with the pre-sale. Yeah. The and, only thing uh, you're not happy with is the lack of staff. Yeah, we were real short staffed. Deborah was in Arkansas. Uh, Tommy has a new has a job. He couldn't get there till later. Sarah, same deal, has to get there later. Um, so she could. Greg shows up whenever he wants. Yeah, Greg had to work. No, yeah, everybody had their jobs because that's the problem with running on a Friday. Right. So we were short staffed. I uh, was there. Gary was there. And Gary uh, Sean was there. Uh, I was there. I, it, that's a big break in I was the first at the hall. Yeah. You had to drop me off. I had a meeting with Megan. Uh, meeting happened late, so I just was there early. Hey, you're going to come to the uh, Alton City Buffet, Grill, whatever it's called? Who yeah. cares? Good so, place to eat. Happy about pre-sale. We go pick Dickinson up from the airport. No tr- issues there. Have a little food. Mm-hmm. Go get well. What, Nick gets in a half hour early. Yeah. So good thing we were already near the airport. We go get him. Uh, nothing to really say there. We get to the venue. You drop me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Gary starts setting the ring up at one instead of two. So half our crew that shows up at two don't have to help because Gary has it done already. Uh, who was it? Ace Perry. Yeah. Bought a carload of people. They all were great help. Slade yeah, they were there Port- at like 1.30. Yeah, Slade Porter's always great help. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else during the day. Uh, Kenway, Jake's not help. Kenway's nope. dad provided food. Mm-hmm. I got um, one wing today, that time. Yeah, we're going to have to do something like... Yeah, I guess we'll talk about everything on the podcast. You know, it's listened to by everybody in St. Louis, so... We, uh... Apparently. <laughs> we... We, you can't waste dad brings food. The issue we kind of ran into this show is people who just come to set up. Well, who came at two when the ring was like already right? So it's kind of hard. It's not their fault. It's kind of yeah. hard to hold it against them when they show up at the time they see online and shit's almost done because we start early. Uh, but anyway, like we have to do something because there's so many people on this crew and yeah. they just kind of help themselves to the food. And then by the time the actual performers on the show get there there's really nothing <laughs> nothing left mm-hmm. so i'm gonna have to make a rule about that i think and but that won't go on a t-shirt though don't worry that doesn't affect you guys yeah but what if it's just like that's politics stuff. if you're on the car and you get first oh. shot well yeah but some of those guys get there so damn late it, yeah, but it has to be some a, of them, not everybody eats it either though right Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they do. Everyone eats it, Kenway's dad's a loyal podcast listener. No. How dare you, bat? I'm not saying. <laughs> well, there goes the catering. No, it's great food. No, oh, it's phenomenal. Fucking, fucking wings, man. Mm-hmm. I meant to DM Kenway's dad, and hopefully he'll listen to this, and this will be my DM. He's a slide into my DMs. I'll throw him a couple uh, bucks to make me some wings I can take home. Oh, yeah. I'm, I just don't have time to sit there and eat a lot, like eat yeah. when I'm working. Well, why not? But uh, I have a kind of a small business to run. But yeah, uh, yeah. So I think we're about ready to dive in the show. I can't think. Oh, well, we can talk about pre-party. I didn't get to see much of that because I had to work door. I listened to a couple of it, and like I think some people just come to the pre-party. So I, I think Connor just likes to go out there and talk to people. Yeah. Uh, there was a pre-show match. I didn't get to see it. Like, I did. I uh, I bet. I was, it was it was good. It was uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was a good basic match. Billy Starks played a very good he- baby face that, who's I, over. That girl is gonna be very very good. Yes, I agree. Um, she's super cool. She's super knowledgeable. I watched. And she's only fourteen. Yeah. Um, I watched her and Rain roll around in the ring beforehand, and she's good at what she does. Like, 
complete credit to her. Rain is uh, somebody who is very interesting. And I actually think she has a ton of potential, and she's showing it more and more as she wrestles. She's very coachable, and she's always willing to learn. She, her character stuff's really good. Her wrestling's not bad, but it has to catch up. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people like are like that. Like, she, I was like she, that. She's not overly athletic, yeah. and neither was I. And my God, I tore this business up. I was top guy well, I mean, where I went. A lot of people probably don't know this, but she just spent like three or four days in Florida doing the WWN tryout camp with yeah. like Evolve WWE. So yeah. like, She's trying. Actually, Dickinson said she he remembered her. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't there from a previous camp. Yeah, you know what she's talking about. He mentioned he mentioned that, but you don't have to be overly athletic. I'm living proof of that. We're yeah. doing well, this yeah, from I mean, a you used, to, out, you, you used to use your body as a weapon. You, uh, you sold out Madison Square Garden what five, six times? Yeah, yeah that that's in one calendar month though. <laughs> I've sold <laughs> yeah. out the garden. I I couldn't tell you how many times I've sold a out lifetime the garden. of selling out. Um, it was unbelievable. Yeah. The matches I had. What, can we get into my matches? No. Before, no. We we're going to get into Let's we're get gonna... back on track. She's doing a great job. Yep. And she's working hard. And obviously, it's being seen. So yeah. keep working. I guess we'll have to get into my matches with Bruno on a different day. A podcast. different day. Yeah, like, Bruno, like Bruno don't like to talk about these matches. No, he's not. When, when Bruno gets exposed, you don't want to hear about oh, that. Right. It's only when Bruno does Who's good. Bruno? All right. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna, there's kind of going to be jarring pauses here because I'm not good enough to put interludes in. Um, so we're going to stop now, watch the first match, which is Shark Bait and Beef, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back and talk about it. I remember this match vividly being very good, so I'm excited to rewatch it. All right, see you in a second. Well, for you, it's nothing. <laughs> hey, shut up, Gary. Uh, all, right. Oh! all right, we are here to talk about the first match. We have a round table here. Yep, Gary's beef here. Connor's here. Yep, no one else. No one else is here. No commentary <laughs> is with us. Uh, I'm here. Yeah, we just said you were here. I'm beautiful. Yep. Uh, yeah, the beef bait match. Bait beef? Yeah. Beef bait. Good match. I mean, shark bait's always, like, working on things. Yeah. Still, what are you doing? Deborah's here, too. Yeah, She's going to round table. Deborah, what did you think of beef bait? Uh, sure. There I was go. in the car. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I was at home, so I missed it all. I'm waiting to watch it. You're going to watch it now. That was supposed to be what you were doing. Yeah, well, Deborah, come you, on. You you're told fucking me this to up. leave the room. You were busy. So I took the dog out. No one cares what you're doing. We're going back to talking about the. Tell us, Deborah. You've heard the voice of the person who will soon kill Matt Jackson. Yeah. So when if I turn up missing, send that voice clip to the local authorities. They'll do some magic. Find my dead body. I mean, never find your dead body. uh, She'll cook you. I'm beautiful. Gary's still beautiful. (laughs) This is gonna be a mess. This is gonna be. Yeah. Uh, It was a good match. Like I said, shark bait still. you know, working on things, and like he's gonna get a lot better real fast now that he's working with like the Evolve camp all the time now. Yeah, they have like uh, guys come in, structure the matches and stuff, so they learn. Beef, uh, beef's fucking good, man. Beef, well, I mean, they're both good, but yeah. beef is more a little more seasoned. But this was a really good match. Sharkbait picks up another win. Uh, if people have been paying attention, they would know that Sharkbait is unbeaten in Spalding. I think he's the only guy on our roster right now that's unbeaten in Spalding Hall. So yeah. that could have Gateway Championship, Gateway Heritage Championship ramifications. There you go. Wink, wink. There you go. We're basically telling you something. Listen up. Um, these aren't going to be very long because, like, you know, good matches are just that. They're good matches. Like, we want you to watch all this and tell us what you think. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to the next match. 
Connor, what did you think of uh, the Regals versus the Dogs? Ooh, Regals. I like them. Yeah? Fuck the dogs. Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Uh, it, it, again, it was a good match. It was a lot of boom, boom, boom. Non, like they went and they kept going and then they kept going and it was good. Uh, my big thing, like I really like it, man. Like I like there's a lot of solid strikes, a lot of solid teamwork in there. I thought it was a good tag match. Blatant low blow for the finish. So we've seen a change of attitude by the twins, I guess. Oh my God, was it so blatant? Because it looked like one of the Regals pulled the ref in so that he couldn't <laughs> see what was going on. That so. was a blatant low blow. So that'll we'll see where that goes. Uh, should be some words from the Regal twins coming to the YouTube page pretty soon. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I like this too. Fast pace in and out. You know, we had two tag matches on this card, so we wanted them to be different. I think we accomplished that. Uh, Regal Twins keep getting better. The Diamond Dogs are getting established. So so let's fire one of the teams, just to be safe. Yeah, we better get rid of one of them. Yeah. We don't want too many good workers on the card. Can't have too many good tag teams. Nah, we better get rid of one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, good match. Go out of your way to watch it. Uh, this whole show's good. Uh, if I had one small complaint, uh, it's that uh, I wasn't featured more. Well, you're lucky you were even booked. <laughs> I, I tried to get anyone else I could. I know. All right. Next up. So we just finished uh, Kurt versus Chip. Terrible match. <laughs> no, this was great. Uh, you know, Chip needed this uh, as far as, like, a tear the house down type match. Like, he's had good matches since the return, but he hasn't really had that, like, that tore the house down fucking moment and I, he got it here him, him and Kurt was a perfect matchup of styles hard hitting hell yeah it was great yeah uh, this is definitely the start of the show where it's like it goes off the rails a bit right like, yeah every, here it is yeah, every, everything like the first two matches are really good mm -hmm. The but from this one on it gets pretty crazy um, you know Kurt's gotten so good and uh, he's so handsome that this was a great match. I'm glad that Chip, you know, but he got to have a good singles, and that was it. I mean, it was just fantastic. I mean, nobody questions how good Chip is, but it's finally no. nice to be able to show it. Well, like because the first showcase, right? The first run, he had these blowaway matches. He had, I think, he had one with Vega, one mm -hmm. with Gary. Uh, there's a couple more in there, but since the return, he's had good matches, like. Yeah. Uh, I think he had a match with Parnell that was that was really, really good. good. Yeah, uh, he, his match with Logan James was good, but th this one was was great, and mm -hmm. it was good that he he got to do it. Post match, you see Kurt call out one of the pillars of uh, Anarchy, St. Louis Wrestling, whatever. Uh, you know, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I'm just telling you, man, that German into that spin hook kick, yeah, woo, awesome. took my breath away the second time seeing it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is definitely one you, you should probably go out of the way to see. Connor? Yeah, I agree. Cool. Yeah. Totally All right. agree. There, there we go. go. Connor's weighed in. Yeah. I weighed in. You know what, actually, <laughs> let me go on a ramp real quick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Connor, give it to him. Tear these boys apart. Uh, yeah, okay. What's next? The, uh, the tag, tag match. match. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, we're back, and I think surprising no one, the besties and the cult of Jesus just, uh, well, if the, the house got torn down with Chip and fucking Kurt, they rebuilt it to tear it back down with this tag match. Uh, everybody knows how good Davey Vega, Matt Fitchett, and Christian Rose is, is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> We went to Waffle House, I can say that. It was terrible. Uh, oh, what a horrible Waffle uh, yeah. House. A real quick side note about the Waffle House. Don't guy, ever go. Guy asks us, uh, he, he refills our sodas after taking a while. Goes to ask if he can take a smoke break, if we'll be all right. right. Uh, yeah, sure, bud. Motherfucker's gone for 25 minutes. Yeah. He just so all the workers had to go get him so we could pay our bill. He was just gone. What's funny is I originally asked him if I could just refill my sodas because the, the thing was right at the edge. Right. He goes, yeah, I think you can if you want. And then he's like, oh, no, you'd have to come back here. And you know, and I'm like, yeah, this dude was an idiot. Just do uh, it. But anyway. But however, that aside, uh, someone criminally underrated in this match is Jake Durden. I think Jake is phenomenal. Uh, way, 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 way underrated. Just like anytime you watch him, like everything about him works. I don't know. I just, I like Jake Durden no, I a lot. I agree. Um, so th- what I liked about this match is it wasn't your basic uh, shine, cutoff, heat, comeback, couple falsies, and a finish. Like they they did things differently uh, with you know Vega getting thrown out of the ring and thrown like away from the ring, having to work his way back. Everything in this was real heavy-handed. Like it was like a legitimate. It's like a legitimate fucking fight and struggle in there, and it. it these guys were all four beating the shit out of each other. It was built nicely. It was this great match. Yeah, and I think one of the things I liked is like each team had a story that they were telling. The besties were that one loss to the workhorseman won't define them. They're not going to let that get to them, so they're going to prove they're going to come back and they're going right. to win. And then the first time teaming of Durden and Rose was that they aren't to be overlooked. Well, and right, and they started this in 2018 because their whole purpose of unifying was Shire was to beat Gary and the besties. And, and and Parnell, too, but more Gary and the besties. Before Parnell really made his ascent, the three pillars of anarchy were those three guys. Yeah. Parnell, the fans have anointed as the fourth pillar of anarchy. But really, it was these three guys that the Gary Vega Fitchett that Shire, Rose, and Durden wanted to take out. And the only like success they've had was at re-up, Durden did beat Gary mm-hmm. in a singles. And... And hasn't been rewarded by, I mean, no. a championship match. And that, so, I mean, and Greg's not completely wrong in all the shit he spews out. I mean, Durden probably should have had a match for the title. He, he did beat Gary at re-up. Yeah. I think his own, I can't think, I think it, I'm trying to think of losses he's had. No, he lost to Larry. Well, I think Larry had, is the only singles any, loss he's had. had any other losses in Spalding Hall but that one? No, I think that's it. I think uh, he lost to Larry. Just, and that's the only singles loss he's had. Right. So, you know, that's another guy. Like I said, you pay attention to the things happening around you. <laughs> you know, the show. <laughs> There's a lot of guys that are contenders for uh, the Gateway Heritage Championship. Durden's another one. Mm-hmm. I will say, each time one of the members of Jesus goes against the Pillars, they always get just a little bit closer. So I don't think it'll be too far until we've got brand new Pillars. Well, and Shire gets another chance at... Uh, November 8th when he fights Gary. That was a bloody mess last time. I'm interested to see how this one comes out. Mm-hmm. Maybe Shire wears headgear this time. 
Maybe. Maybe I pop out of retirement. If You're I already out of retirement. Great. I am. And my, my October's a little bit light. Yeah. I got two bookings, so I got 29 days open if you uh-huh. want to book me for wrestling for your birthday party. Just to come sit at your house. Uh, <laughs> I'll come hang out with you. I, yeah. I don't... Do you, you know, bring cinnamon? No. I don't lie about my rate either. Okay. I, I'll tell people publicly it's 2500 and that's for me to come hang out with you, and I'll stay for thir- about a half hour, and yeah. then we can watch a sitcom yeah. for a half hour, then I leave. Do you have a special rate for um, old Adam Sandler movies? Uh, no, I mean, pretty much 2500 full way through. If you want me to wrestle, it's five grand. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, $4,500 deposit. Uh-huh. And then if I no-show, you got to send me to travel to where I'm going to no-show you to go to. So it's, it's pretty easy deal. I'm easy to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I, I'm easy to deal with in that okay. respect. Yeah. So good, good. But yeah, this was a fantastic man. I, I just, I just really like this the way that they, the way that this came together and very good stuff. No, I agree, Connor. Yeah, very good match. Uh, I just got one thing to say. Fuck you, and if you want to tweet me, it's at Heel Money Jovi. Ah, there you go. Someone that listens to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. Fantastic. All right, cool. We're going to go grab lunch. Not that that's going to concern you, because by the time this comes out, <laughs> yeah. you won't know any of this. But we want—we always want to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, we want to be honest and tell everyone what we're doing every second of the day. Yeah, we might go get uh, Wendy's or Taco, but we'll let you know when we come yeah. back. <laughs> Join us. Have a seat, won't you? Uh, just so everybody knows, we got Wendy's. Because I, I know people were wondering about that. Uh, fuck! Wendy's good? Yeah, well, no, that fucking match was good. Uh, Gary and Dickie was, uh, god damn it. Like, each match gets better and better. And I know the next match is going to bring it all back down. Bring the people to a nice, <laughs> no, no god. One-fourth of it. One-fourth will, yeah. <laughs> you leave Cody alone. He does his best. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. How dare you? Uh, yeah, Gary Dickinson was great. I, mean, I don't know, man. Not much more to say about it. I mean... They tore the house down. Dickinson was a pleasure to have in. Um, they hit each other real fucking hard. Oh, that slap. Yeah, that ending stretch was incredible, but the whole thing was well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dickinson has a really good mind for the business. Like we, when we were chatting at, where did we go, Denny's? Denny's. We were just talking about wrestling, and he has a really good mind. Uh, he's a guy you'll probably see back in 2020 at some point. Uh, yeah, he did really well. His match was very good. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. There's really nothing else to say about it. Yeah, <laughs> it I mean, incre- it was an incredible match. Definitely, you know. again, fucking watch, go out of your way to watch it. But you're listening to this, so I bet you already have. Like, yeah. you were there. You watched Gary almost die on that dive. <laughs> slapped the shit out of Dickinson. Dickinson slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> I might slap the shit out of you right here Jesus. on the podcast. Why? Just so people can live that match again. Don't you dare. I'll throw the rest of this frosty on you. (laughs) As they're watching. I was pretty heavy-handed during my career. I bet you were. Knocked out Greg Valentine in the Boston Garden. Uh Uh-huh. Knocked him out cold. All right. Connor? Yeah, it was a great match. Too busy laughing. (laughs) It was a great match. All right, let's get the the next shit show out of the way. (laughs) All right. Yeah, we just got done watching the four-way. Ace Perry, Cole Radrick, Cody Lane. Um, I liked it. Good, good. You know, I wanted that to be like a fireworks show of moves and stuff, and that's kind of how I always look at those scrambles. And it's like 
real fast-paced. Uh, Cody, I've liked for a while. I was really impressed with Cole Radrick and Ace Perry. Both those guys are awesome. So, yeah, this was exactly what it needed to be, and I enjoyed it. Well, wait a minute, what about me? I'll talk about you. And he's gone. All right. Let me jump in. I'll talk about you. All right, talk about me, please. Well, let me tell you something. You're pretty good. You're pretty damn good in that ring, I'll tell you what. Thank you. Moving uh, like a young cat out there. Oh, God, an old cat. Um, So the way I kind of structured this match is... Uh, I don't know how behind the curtains you guys care for me to get on here. That's not Patreon, because that's generally where we go more behind the curtain. But... To me, this match should have been, and I think it was, rewatching, and I think I did this right, was more of a showcase for Cole and Ace. Ace has only been here once, and uh, even though it's a four-way, you can still, you know, kind of spotlight people. And uh, follow that, made sure Cody looked good, and then, you know, I'm there. Uh, you'll notice I do, like, one thing, and then I roll out so that everybody else can get a little bit of time to shine, because um, they need it. I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I mean... I think they deserve to be able to showcase what they have. They shouldn't drive this distance just to, you know, do this and then you're done. Like, let them showcase, let them show what they're capable of. Especially when we have, a, like, a stage like independentwrestling.tv where people can see them more and more. Because I think, uh, uh, Jackson, would you say, like, uh, there was, like, 200-plus viewers online? Uh 230, I think. Yeah. We maxed out at 230 or 261. It was our highest one. Okay, so yeah, between 230 and 260 extra people other than the 230, 230, 230, 260 people in the attendance. So I think... You could have 10,000 people in small. Could it hold that many? Did that night. <laughs> Leaving on a paparazzi productions joke. Uh, but yeah. Connor, what did you think of you and Kenway? I'll tell you what, I'm a fucking great worker, I'll tell you what. And you won clean as a whistle in that you ring. You know what? I'm going to stop being sorry that I'm so goddamn good. <laughs> yeah. God, you're, hum you're humble too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're extremely humble. <laughs> what can't you do? Uh, Jackson? Yeah. You texting? Nope, just looking at Facebook. Okay. <laughs> I like the match. Uh, you know, the hell's going on here? Getting texts. Don't uh, worry about it. Uh, you know, Kenway's coming to his own. I love the Raul Connor bit. Uh, don't know what ever happened to Pam or Winnie the Pooh. They're doing their own I things for now. I returned any of my emails to bring them back. They're yeah. in China, both of them. They're oh, in China right now. They're on humanitarian yeah. missions. Yeah, but I think Winnie's big leaving us. Mm. I don't well, like it. He felt a little disrespected that he didn't have his own locker room last night. <laughs> that, that was There's one of the There's only so much room. I guess we could have given him the podcast room. Yeah, we could have done that for Winnie. That's our fault. Yeah. Sorry, Winnie. If you listen to this, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought it was fucking good. I, I, I liked it through and through. Uh, as someone who does not like Kenway, he has gotten a lot better. And he is piecing it together slowly. I look at him as a combination of Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. <laughs> with a splash of Terry Taylor. <laughs> Red Rooster Terry yeah, Taylor. No, no. Not good Terry Taylor. <laughs> I know. Um, no, he, he, like, he's leaps and bounds. Yeah, he's gotten really good. And, and for a guy that, yeah, and he, I'll give him his credit. He's worked hard to get better. Like, yeah. He wasn't. 100%. He travels like, he's all the time. probably tenfold better than he was when he first started. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I like that he finally listened to me and made an entrance without a fucking shirt on. That yeah. was like an old uh, advice tip that Samoa Joe gave uh, when talking to Nick Tyson, yeah. one of our trainers. He had nice gear. And he had, like, he would do this neat wrist tape all the time. But then he'd wear a leather jacket to the ring. And Joe would be like, hey, you know, the crowd's no closer to your gear than when you are your body than when you make your entrance. So why would you cover up cool shit like wrist tape? Or if you're in good shape, why would you cover that up during your entrance, especially on the indies? And I, that's what I, I've been telling Kenway that for a while. Like, you're in fucking great shape. Why do you come yeah. out with a fucking t-shirt on? I can see if it's your merch and you're trying to push it, but mm-hmm. coming out in a fucking other wrestler shirt or a random t-shirt when you're in fantastic shape. Yeah. And uh, Connor's new gear was good. Fantastic itself. I think you told me about that, right? I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, so when you did. had it, I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I mean, sometimes, though, when Connors tells us what he's doing, it doesn't quite equate to, to when, when we actually it, see it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that'll be cute. And then you see, like, holy fuck yes. Yeah. Well, where'd you get that? Uh, ASOS. It's an app. Yeah, they just sell, like, festival clothes. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Basically just for people on drugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that Hell was yeah. an urban, in, uh, urban Outfitters? No, I still shop there, though. Okay. okay. Yeah. okay. I'll show you Wish in a minute. It's got a whole bunch of All right, they don't shit. pay us money. Fucking just promoting randomly on a podcast. It's with thousands of downloaders you just promoted that to for nothing. Oh, really? <laughs> All right. Before I get in trouble, we're going to cut it off here and go to the next one. <laughs> We don't really have good transitions between these because by the time we watch the match, I forget what we're talking about. And we kind of right. end each one as like its own segment. But uh, Wyatt and Shire, goddamn good matchup. Yeah, they kind of had an uphill battle uh, just because, you, know, you know, Wyatt's a solidified heel. Yeah. I think the crowd respects Shire and they like Shire, but they hate Greg. Yeah. So I think that sometimes people don't know what to do. I th- like, I think people, it's like one of those states where you always hear, like, a commentator go, I think they respect the wrestler, but not who he keeps company with. And that's, like, exactly what this is. Yeah. They respect why, or why it's uh, Shire's ability as a wrestler, but they just hate Greg. So, but as this moved along, people solidly were behind Shire. Mm-hmm. I know this was another good battle. Like the matches for all this really fit, fit the theme of the show. Like oh the yeah, tag match was a grind out. You know, Shark Bait Beef was heavy handed. Uh, Kurt and Chip, mm-hmm. Gary and Dickinson. This all had tons of like hard hits and battles. And yeah, yeah this, was, this was good. This was uh, Shire's getting the show more and more of what he can do. Like the match with Gary was crazy. This match with Wyatt was crazy, and it, it, it was long, and it shows how, how good Shire has become as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the things to take away is uh, Jeremy Wyatt's title reign isn't going anywhere anytime soon, it seems, and I'm excited to see where he keeps going. Like, I, I'm a fan of Anarchy, too. And like, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I know. I'm not a big fan. I know. know that's why this stuff, the last podcast, stuff. we're closing it all there's down. Some stuff that they've done I'm not a fan of. Oh, yeah? I, just, I don't know. Fair enough. But, uh, man, I'm always excited to see what matchup he's got next. I'm still waiting to see him in Yeehaw. So, Oh, man, yeah, that match, when it comes out for mm-hmm. Jer- I thought it was. Oh, no. No, it's not. I, I think they have it, like, almost ready to go. Yeah. I, I, didn't Walter say that? Like, 
can be had dinner with him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, when that comes out, check it out. Use code oh. STL Anarchy for 23 days. I'm not taking anything away from Sherry. He had good fire. Fucking, his moves looked good. He looked yeah, crisp. Yeah, Shire's come into his own. Like, he oh, was yeah. kind of a, not even, I want to say work in progress, but ever, like, now, I've always said this about him, is now that he's getting reps all the time, he's not like, you know, when he was living in Texas, he'd come up here for a couple months, and he'd be gone six, eight months, then he'd come back. Mm-hmm. And now that he's living up here, and he's going out like he wrestles in Atlanta, mm-hmm. he's done some other stuff. I just know that, like, Atlanta, at AWE, yeah. they're doing a lot with him. Mm-hmm. So he's getting, like, he's getting more big matches. And sometimes that's what it comes down to. You can become a fine wrestler. Yeah. But there's a difference between being a guy that can go in there and you know, just have good matches, and a guy that can go in there and have main event quality matches. Mm-hmm. And now Shire is starting to be able to do that too. And oh, I agree. That that's been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wyatt's Wyatt. Wyatt doesn't need his praises on. <laughs> yeah, he knows how good he guy. is. I mean, he. Yeah, match with Ehi though was good too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is a small thing. I will say this. I think one of my favorite things about the match is like. The wrestling, some people were were, were either over for it because they were doing a lot of groundwork. Yeah. And one of the things is, like, why it had a uh, half, um, what is it when you get on somebody? Uh, guard, a half guard on him. Yeah. Shire hooked his legs around one of Wyatt's legs, uh, hooked his ankles, and then rolled him. And I thought that was really trying to transition cool. out of the half guard. Oh, yeah? I'll tell you, I had a run in it. Oh, God. You know what we should do? We should do a shoot interview. Should. I got Where I sit down and I just I just ask you about your days with Bruno, your MMA, I, I pre- Dippins. I prefer pro wrestling, but like, yeah, yeah I, I have won a couple. Of, you ever heard of Hoist Gracie? Never heard of her. Knocked him out. Oh. Knocked him clean out, yeah. Oh, it was it him? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Connor? Yeah, I thought the match fucked. It was pretty good. Cool. See that's that new phrasing, and, and I'll put I'll put this much out on the pocket. I wanted so bad before we came. So before there was a match that was going to happen in November that couldn't happen, and that was going to be the show name. Like I, you know, it was going to be a theme off that. When that couldn't happen, I went with No Church in the Wild. Yeah. The original name of the November show I was going to call it Anarchy Fucks. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know if we can do that because. I mean, it's not like we one, have DVDs anymore. Well, no, but we would have to change it for the flyer base promoting we do yeah. around Alton and then around St. Louis. Kind of like, but here, come out here, kid, take this flyer and it says Anarchy Fucks on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I might call a show that next year and just do two runs of promoting one, social media one, everybody else. Yeah. Something I do want to say is Jeremy Wyatt's conditioning is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, he gasses out, like, a lot. Like, he'd gas me out. Like, if, oh, if I were to have, if I were to have wrestle him in Chicago <laughs> at any point for anything, like, yeah, like, I mean, I've got miles for days in that ring. I can go. I know. But, uh, yeah, his conditioning, like, oh, man. I wrestled Wyatt once in LWA. Did you? Yep. Huh? yep. Anybody else we know wrestle Wyatt? Connors wrestled him. Okay, cool. Cool. Connors, how was your wind in that match? Uh, I'm pretty sure Wyatt was wounded. But, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was doing pretty well. Old yeah. Wyatt, though, I know. Yeah, the best. I was the only one that, that wounded him out. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. You blew up Wyatt. Yeah. yeah. I actually, us, I seen the Wyatt blowing someone up firsthand. PWCS, Jeremy Wyatt versus Sadie Blaze. Sadie Blaze gets legitimately blown up in like three or four minutes. Like a legitimate three or four minutes. He's okay. gassed to the moon. Starts telling Wyatt, 
take it home. And Wyatt went, nope, and made him fucking wrestle for like at least 12 minutes. I, I might have been 15. He damn near killed him. He's like, you yeah, know, we're not going home early. It's not my fault you're fucking out of shape and made him fuck. And that that was like before this Jeremy White. This Jeremy White probably would have killed him. He probably would have fucking died in the ring or something. Yeah. But Wyatt made him just stay out there for like 12 minutes. <laughs> completely blew him up. Oh, ah, well. But yeah, Wyatt's uh, fantastic. That's only the man. But the fact that he's not anywhere... I mean, he's in a lot of that places. He's only Gateway Heritage champion. You know, I hear he's... You the, asshole. <laughs> you're trying to get people to think our belt's not a big deal. I'm saying, like, it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying, like, the fact that he's not more advertised on independent wrestling TV stuff, like, well, he, he, he should be he a major to, part. Well, he should be a staple of Beyond. He should be in GCW. He should be in either AAW or Freelance, whatever one booked him first. Like he should be all over the place. Yeah. But you know, Shire's fine where he is with this us. This goes into our. <laughs> this goes into like our whole. Uh, it's fine. He won't listen to this. Our whole fucking debate and back and forth about like gifable wrestlers compared to just guys that are really really good fucking workers and how it's harder for those guys to get booked than it is the gifable guys. Yeah, Shire yeah. will get you. Yeah, Shire will whip your ass and gif it. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see, like, you know, Wyatt's been good for years. Shire's, like, now I believe I believe Shire has entered his prime as yeah. far as a wrestler. Right. And he'll get better, but, like, this will be... And he's going to have to. He's got Gary in November. Yeah, but he almost beat Gary last time. So mm-hmm. And now, since that match, he's had a few more big matches. And even though he lost this match, it's still big match experience that he has. Yeah. So... If anything, the loss will help him in the match with Gary. So. Yeah. I believe if he would have gotten that UFO off just a little bit more, a little bit longer, he would be wearing that Gateway Heritage title. He might so. be. All right. Let's go to the main event. Well, fuck, man. God damn. Nick Gage and Jake Parnell. I, 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 I don't have words. It was a fucking war. It was a battle of the hall itself. Yeah. Uh... You know, going into that, it was difficult to think that anything, because, like, the Gage-Gary atmosphere was so fucking electric. Yeah. It's almost difficult. Like, you obviously want to bring Nick Gage back, but you also want to, it's hard because it's like, well, fuck, man, I don't want to bring him back, and then it's good, but it's nowhere near, like, the electricity of the first one, and that's almost like... If there's ever a downside to things going really well, it's that. That when you bring that person back, you hope to top it or whatever. And I always look at it as well where you don't try to top it, you try to just make it its own thing. Yeah. But like that that Parnell Gage match, that was every bit what Gary and Gage was as far as atmosphere goes. Like I mean the Gage Gary one had that neat like before they even touched people were going nuts yeah. and they did a good job here a hot starting which got people really fucking going oh yeah and then, during the entrances yeah. yeah and then like the match itself's fine obviously there was fire for the first time uh almost lost a building for the second time yeah like the building was really upset about the chairs one guy was really upset <laughs> about the chairs yeah, speaking of which like you may have seen it on Twitter. You may not have because it was the day of the show. I found this out during the day. Uh, but you may have seen that a Hall employee resigned. 
yeah. over Nick Gage being back. And that's a 100% a legitimate story. Uh, mm-hmm. If you listen back uh, on our archives, there's a podcast, if you haven't heard it, called The Battle of Four Spalding. Yeah. Is that what we called it? It's a review of our March event. It's just you and Gary. I'm not there. Though. Yeah, it's me and Gary, and we're talking about the March event where Gary wrestled Nick Gage and, and Nick Gage beat him by using light tubes, light tubes that the building didn't know about. We had never had glass there before because it's a rule, and this guy got extremely upset, uh, tried to, to kick us out of the building. It was a big thing. Uh, we end up, obviously, we still have the building, but I guess, you know, Nick Gage being back was very upsetting to the point where I was told he resigned. So, and this isn't some weird flex, like, ah, oh, we got this guy to quit. Like, that's no, how real Nick Gage <laughs> right. is. Like, like, so it's not a gimmick, it's not a character. That's the fucking man himself. And, like, and that's what you book. So, like, um, it works perfect for us because we're not, you know, if people bring their kids to our shows, it's on their own accord. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not a family show, so Nick can be Nick. Not that Nick can't do family shows, but, yeah. like That's Nick, not what we do. Nick's a very real guy, so if you have a stench, no cursing rule, you're, you know, Nick may not Maybe stick it. with Joey Ryan. <laughs> Joey Ryan doesn't cuss. Like, but, but, you know, Nick, I've seen Nick do family shows, so he yeah. can do them. It's just, Nick's a perfect fit for anarchy. It's like, if there ever was a perfect fit, it's that fucking crowd loves him. He's now beaten two of our top Pillars. guys. So the next, this has been put on Twitter. The next time Nick Gage comes to Spalding, he will wrestle for the Gateway Heritage Championship, regardless of who that is. Uh, people are excited to see the Wyatt Gage match, but there's no guarantee Wyatt will be the champion. This match is not on paper yet. You know, Nick's a Nick's a hot commodity. Yeah. So that we don't, you know, you got to lock him down. And who knows if by the time he's locked down, Wyatt's still the champion. We'll have to see. Wyatt's got title matches coming up against Mikey, against Anthony Henry at Journey. So who knows? But the next time we see Nick, he will wrestle for the championship. Uh, Yeah, that was great. I mean. Fuck yeah, it was. I haven't haven't talked to Parnell, but. Or sorry, Warhorse. He's dropped Parnell. Yes. Well, the human being I haven't talked to, and he has to be crushed, right? I mean, he, he lost it's the game. Both with, physically and emotionally. Right. He lost the match to Wyatt at Circus Maximus, and he uh, this was supposed to be him coming back strong and reasserting himself into that main event picture, and he loses again. So he's 0-2. And his last two matches, both huge matches, so that has to be disheartening. Hey, good catch. Hey, thank you. Fan blew a napkin off the table, Connor grabbed it. That's those reflexes. If you would learn something about that, Sean, then you wouldn't be so horrible at basketball. Jesus Christ. And you people should be very happy. We're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. This is my basketball time that I have given up for the week. To record this podcast. Hey, fucking right. Yeah, that's Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to say that's bullshit, but yeah. So shower me with praise and buy your tickets for uh, No Church in the Wild. No, don't hit it yet. I gotta plug the links. We got a lot to plug here. I don't Connor. know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not used to this. I'm this not is used Connor's to this. First time in the podcast business. I think. Did Jake? I'm struggling. Jake, what? Yeah. This left us here high and dry. Yeah, he gave me the old Iggy. <laughs> Said take over, and now I'm taking over. Yeah, that was. I, I like that show. That was a. Uh, I said to people that we would probably top Circus Maximus. I, I think we did. 
Yeah, I agree. I was very happy that we almost hit the same draw we had Circus Maximum, so I was happy about that. So it was a win all the way through. Uh, we got to keep that trend going because November 8th, we will be back with No Church in the Wild, N-O-V-8-T-H.B-P-T.me for tickets. Front row sold out. Only GAs left. If you want to join our Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash anarchystl. Tiers start as low as 5 bucks. That's where you throw You can get a $2 tier, but you start getting actual content at the $5 tier. Uh, we do things like two extra podcasts a month guaranteed. Any kind of breaking news we usually put there first. Uh, we over-deliver on content all the time. We're going to start testing out things like videos and shit because the tiers are going to change come January 1st when we go monthly. Which, season tickets, if you're interested in them, you can just DM me on Twitter. We can talk about it. Um, let's see what else. That's pretty much it. I mean, uh, November is probably our most important show just because it's our last show before we go monthly. Once we hit November 8th, we will have pretty much exactly two months off before January because we'll do Gateway to Anarchy January 10th. And then it is pedal to the floor for the entire year of 2020 show every month we probably will take off december we might do it depends on how the year goes but we will be there every month which means my workload will at least double if not triple during fucking basketball season so i'm going to be upset but we still get to play basketball on Sundays. Yeah, that's going to be my release yep. that there is that's going to be my day so don't fucking if you're a wrestler out there or anybody that wants to talk to me, Sunday's a bad idea. That's going to be my one day to play basketball. And dunk on me. I can't dunk, Sean. Jesus. Shit. Well, you know, beat but me up in the low post, <laughs> but I you asshole. <laughs> but I can jump over a line on the ground, which is more than what you provide as a basketball player. You got a couple rebounds. So. Yeah, that's a good a question. Couple. How do you trip on a line painted on the ground? Because kind of showed me a video of you just like <laughs> going across that free throw line and you just fucking trip right over a painted line. All right, show was great. You plugged everything. I'm out of the bathroom. We're gone. Home.